Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. College football is right underneath our noses. Like, you know, they call this week zero. You got a few games kicking off. Nebraska, Northwestern is uh, really the only one that comes to mind. You know, like, these aren't the top games, uh, which is why they call it week zero, because people will watch because college football, but no one's really going to be invested wholeheartedly. Like, everybody's waiting for top 25 teams like there's no top 25 teams that are actually kicking off this weekend as I record this so you know college football is here everybody is so excited for football period I know the USFL had their little run and you know I could never get into that like I didn't know any of those players you know and I know there were certain people who really got into especially if that team was uh in their city but Leagues like the USFL and XFL, all those kind of stuff, that that will never last. They'll be here for a season or two, and then they fade away because they just don't have the star power. And so, you know, with college football, getting ready to really begin, like I said, week zero, but next week when you have Bama and Auburn, especially here in the state of Alabama, that's what we're really focusing on is those are those two schools and getting kicked off and getting ready to go. But college football – is great and it'll always be great but there's so many things that has changed in the last year or two that's really damaging the game in my opinion and I'm sure there's other people who will agree to that and that doesn't mean I'm stop watching college football no and those people aren't going to stop watching college football either but there are five reasons why I say college football stinks right now and these five are in no particular order just five reasons that have really changed my outlook on the college football game today. Number one, the transfer portal. You know, this has been chaotic. And, you know, this is me just as a fan from the outside looking into the transfer portal. I can imagine, for one, the student-athletes, you know, they enter the portal looking for better opportunities, uh, more playing time, or leaving a horrible situation, whatever it may be. But the coaches, I think about the coaches at these universities and these colleges where you're constantly having to recruit and re-recruit the current guys and, and women that you have on your team. Like, you don't know who's going to be on your squad from really one month to the next. Because what the transfer portal has done, you know, prior to the last couple of years, it used to be where if you transfer, you had to sit out a year. So when there's a consequence tied to leaving, well, you had to sit out a full year without playing a single game. I'm sure a lot of student athletes are like, okay, like, it's not the best here. It can be better. I'm hoping it will be better. But... Do I want to leave and have to set out a full year of not playing whatever sport they are participating in? And so when NCAA changed the rule and allowed a one-time, no penalty, no sit-out transfer process, like, this has completely changed college athletics. Like, it's it's basically free agency in a, in a way, you know, like... Kids can basically leave whenever they want. Whenever a situation isn't great, I'm just, I'm out. And there's no consequence for leaving. And and I know there are certain, you know, situations where, you know, 
where you know they have to leave and it's just not a good place whatever but there's waivers when there's you know medical or family reasons why they have to leave a certain place but um just the whole free freely coming and going just isn't good for the sport when you're talking about 19 and 20 21 year old kids I'm gonna say kids young adults who are you know new to this whole process of uh you know, in, in in the real world where you're having to make decisions and it's not necessarily as as peachy as it's been, you know, in middle school and high school, especially when you're a star athlete, it's like you've always been the best. You've been the best since Little League. It's always been that way. But uh, when the NCAA changed this rule where you can transfer one time and there's no penalty. Now, if you transfer a second time, you do have to sit out. And they're actually they were discussing the NCAA were discussing allowing players to play immediately regardless of how many times they transfer. So they could transfer five times and there would be no penalty, no sitting out whatsoever. So I'm, I'm glad they didn't pass that rule. Like You, you think it's, it's crazy now. Imagine what it would be if they allowed student-athletes to do what they were thinking of you know, with that proposed rule. And one more nugget before I move on to my next reason. Uh, transfer portal. Over the last 12 months, 2,000 players transferred. We're looking at one calendar year and more than 2,000 players transferred to new schools. The transfer portal is only beginning, but it's it's here to stay, unfortunately. I do believe it's not going anywhere. Once they've opened this box, it's, it's going to be this way uh, for the years to come. My next reason, number two... Mega conferences, you know, I know it was big news years ago when A&M and Missouri joined the SEC and, you know, that felt weird. And I know there was immediate success in college football when, you know, Missouri made it to the SEC championship, losing to Bama and Auburn in back-to-back years. You know, A&M with Johnny Manziel and they had their run before that ran out. Um, but these mega conferences – you know, in the last several months with Texas and Oklahoma are preparing to join the SEC. UCLA and USC are now going to become Big Ten members in the coming seasons. These mega conferences, they just aren't good for college football as a whole. Like, you know, I enjoy the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the ACC. And, you know, you having these different Power Five conferences and, you know, everything that's tied to those conferences and those schools and the traditions and the rivalries like when you add to these mega conferences and you're taking these teams away you lose those rivalries you don't get a chance to see the same you know texas a&m and texas type you know matchups like so uh ucla and usc going to the big 10 is going to be this is this is going to be a disaster and this is something that's not going to change like it's all about money we we know Everything revolves around money. At the end of the day, these big decisions that are being made and these changes that are being made, the realignment that's being structured, it's all about money. So, I mean, the Pac-12 has no chance to to keep, I mean, to lose two major money makers in UCLA and USC, like the Pac-12 has no chance. The Big 12 has zero chance losing A&M in Missouri, now Texas and Oklahoma. 
I hate these mega conferences, the idea of it, the concept of them. Um, you know, these smaller schools had zero chance before, and it's even less than that now. And I'll dive into that here with my next point. And the playoffs, the playoffs. Oh, my gosh, everybody wanted the playoffs, and this is going to be fantastic. It's going to be better for the sport as a whole. More people or more teams are going to have a chance to really be, be involved in the championship, national championship trophy picture. But that has not been the case. That has not been the case whatsoever. Like, it's still the same five or six teams, Bama, Clemson, Georgia, sprinkling Oklahoma every now and then, Notre Dame every now and then. But – it's the same five or six teams every single year. I did calculations a couple years ago about the playoffs and how many teams are actually getting a chance of being in the national championship. Forget that. Not in the national championship, in the playoffs. And like I said, five, six teams. After doing my calculations of all the teams and the teams who have made it thus far, it came to about 4%. Only 4% of the teams, the colleges, the universities are getting a shot or have been in the national championship picture. So outside of that, nobody else has a realistic chance of being in the playoff hunt. Like, I mean, in the playoff picture, like I said, it's, it's the same teams. And I know Bama's always good and Georgia's always good and Clemson, those same schools, Ohio State. But that's boring. I mean, the reason why college athletics is so exciting is because, and, and, and as far as these student athletes who go to schools and you can go to Bama or you can go to, I don't know, Northwestern or whoever, but you want to have a shot at the big picture, at the, at the big title, the national title at the end of the day. And that's why March Madness is the single greatest sporting event ever. And it will always be that way. Because there's 64 teams, and I don't care if you're Butler. I don't care if you're Gonzaga. I don't care who you are, what city you're from, how small your school is. Once you get in the dance, you have a shot. You have a chance to become the national champion. And that's why March Madness is so great, because it's fair to everyone. And I know I've heard boring talks of, you know, well, and college football is different. You know, you really don't want to see uh, Boise State in there or whoever, Detroit. Or, but they, they deserve a shot. Like, And what I'm saying is if you expand the system, if you expand the system and give everybody a shot, you take the, the non-Power 5. I know the Power 5 is kind of ex- going into non-existence. But, you know, you take the champion from each Power 5, that's five teams. You take the next two at-large teams, that's seven. Take the best of the non-Power 5, like Cincinnati last year. That way, as a non-Power 5 school, you're not a mid, you're not a major school as far as money goes, but you have a chance to be involved in the playoff. Whether you lose or not, you have a chance, and it's fair to those schools as well. And I know there's people who saying, well, you look at Bama, they're going to win it every year. Georgia's going to be there. And they may be, but just because they're the best on paper or throughout the regular season. Look at the College World Series. Tennessee Vols were supposed to be, according to David DeLucci, the the best team ever. Like, this dude is claiming during the season that they're the best team ever. And I remember somebody asked him, I was like, can they still be the best team ever? 
if they don't even win this year, which they didn't. They did not win. They didn't even win this year. So how? I mean, you're number one all season. It doesn't matter. When we get to where the rubber meets the road, I mean, who are you? And we saw Ole Miss run away with it. They got hot at the right team, became the champion for this year. Mississippi State was that team last year. So expand the system and make this thing right. Give everyone a shot. Stay tuned as we take a break to listen to a few of our sponsors here on The Sweet Spot. And I'll share my final two reasons why college football stinks today. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. As we continue this conversation about college football and five reasons why it just isn't the same as it used to be. I gave you three in the first segment, the transfer portal, mega conferences, and the playoffs. They need to expand that system to get that right. So getting back to it, number four, no parity. There are There's no parity in the college football game today. Like This kind of ties in into the playoffs. As I mentioned, it's the same. Five, six teams, like it's Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. Yeah, they're getting the best players. Yeah, they're number one in the recruiting classes and all that. But that there's there's no surprises. Like, I know there's upsets throughout the season. But when it comes down to it, it's still the same five, six teams in the playoff. Like, didn't we see Bama, Clemson four straight years? Like, and I know those teams are really good, and a bunch of those players went to the league or in the league and, you know, playing in the league, some of them. But, but you know, there's no parity. There's no parity at all. And, you know, when you watch a sport, you want to you wanna go into the year knowing, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to be the champion. I don't know who's going to be the best team. But in the college game, and I know Nick Saban is the best coach ever. Like, I'm an Auburn guy, but I will, I am not ashamed to say he's the best ever. And that's hands down the truth. And that's a huge reason why they've been so successful in his tenure since 2007. Like, this guy is, is, is a genius. I mean, he really is when it comes to coaching and X's and O's, you know. I mean, very few uh, people and some of my close friends and family, they've heard me tell the story. But, you know, back in 2010, getting ready to graduate from Auburn, the last requirement I needed to uh, to graduate to, to receive my degree was an internship. I did a sports internship back in Huntsville, Huntsville Alabama, WHT News 19. And there was a high school coaches clinic where – 
view coaches came through and spoke to different high school coaches. And, you know, I was part of the media doing my internship. And Nick Saban came through and spoke. And it was like the best day, hands down, in my internship process. Like, it was the... Um, it was so amazing listening to hear him speak. And at this time, I couldn't stand Alabama. Like, I wanted Alabama to lose in everything. Football, equestrian, basketball, swimming. It didn't matter. Like, I couldn't stand Alabama. couldn't stand Nick Saban. And I think I'm going to do a show on uh, players I couldn't stand from Alabama and most hated, uh, along with most most favorites, too. But I, couldn't, I was at a point where I couldn't stand anything Alabama. And, you know, that was the best day. Uh, that I that I had during the internship was hearing Nick Saban speak, and I was soaking up every word. I mean, he's one of the best storytellers, very charismatic, uh, very persuasive, as we know. Nick Saban's the greatest. So I know he has, the, you know, he's amazing at getting the top talent and coaching the best talent to the best of their abilities. But there's no parity in the league. I get that Bama's good every year, but I want to see different teams who are in the hunt for being the the national champion for that year and it doesn't happen which is why the nfl the nfl is 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 overall it's it's a better it's a better game because you can have a bunch of teams you can have eight teams who realistically could be the super bowl champion this year eight to 12 teams like you never know who that team is going to be every year and it's usually somebody different you rarely see one team repeat as champion from the year before. So the no parity in the college game, in my opinion, really hurts because, uh, you know, I got one guy, my dude, Marv Edwards, man. He's one of my sports guy, older guy, but man, he, 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 he knows his stuff. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk, we'll shoot the breeze. And every year when it gets ready to college football season, he'll ask me, so we know Alabama's in the national championship. Who, who are they playing? And, and that's the truth. It's kind of like, okay, we put Bama in there. We know. We just don't know who they're facing yet. So, uh, no parity. That's that's one of the reasons why the college football game, in my opinion, has started to decline as a whole. And so, number five, my final reason of why college football stinks, isn't the same, has drastically changed, is the NIL. The NIL, you know, for years people were clamoring that student-athletes should be getting paid in some form of fashion. Like, I know they're getting free schooling in a lot of ways and, you know, room and board and books and all that stuff. But they need to be compensated for what they have uh, accomplished, uh, the money they're, they're generating for the school and revenue. But, man, they have bombed this whole process like it's out of control i mean you haven't you're having guys make you know like like bryce young nearly a million dollars before he even started one game at bama now the dude is the truth bryce i love bryce young that dude is a baller like absolute stud i, I hope he wins the heisman again this year but um when it comes to high school student athletes making decisions solely because of the money and not based on the right school, the right coaching staff, the right opportunity. It's it's a, it's a problem. And it's a problem that's only going to get worse and worse. I mean, you're asking 17-, 18-year-old kids to make a decision on which school to attend, you know, student or you know, athlete or not. Like, it's already tough enough. 
And so when you have your mom and your dad pulling you, you know, you know where we, we went to USC. I mean, we, we want you to be happy and go where you want to go. But, you know, this is a USC family. Like, <laughs> it's already hard enough trying to choose and, and, and not be persuaded by your parents or friends or whoever else to make the right decision for you because this is your life. These four or five years are, are about your life and the future that comes. But now the NIL, like these 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 kids are making decision decisions based on who can offer the most money. And, you know, I used to be crazy in recruiting back when I was at Auburn. I mean, every day, like my homepage on my phone was Auburn Rivals. Like every day I was reading Auburn Rivals five or six times a day. And, you know, I was insanely addicted. Me and a few of my buddies and my cousin Thomas. But uh, I've gotten back into it over the last few months with Brian Harson. I love Coach Harson, and, you know, trying to keep up with the development and the progression and things of that nature with the program. And there's one player in particular. He's a center from Georgia in high school, Connor Lou. It, it 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 became it came down between Auburn and Georgia. Like it was really all the whole time this recruitment was going to come down between two schools, Auburn and Georgia. If he can get out of the state of Georgia, Auburn for one can offer immediate plan time. A lot of guys are leaving after this year. Plus, he wants to major in aviation. Auburn has a wonderful aviation program. Like, it was a no-brainer if he could leave the state of Georgia. But we know it's going to be one of those two schools. Well, <laughs> just a few weeks ago, you know, as I'm recording this, like, he, he, he prepared to announce his commitment on a Friday. But by Wednesday, one of Auburn's best writers on Auburn Live, on 3.com, Jeffrey Lee, one of my favorites. He is my favorite when it comes to Auburn. He, he he came out and said, you know, Connor Lou is going to pick Miami, and uh, I can't say why. So here it is. It's, it's been between two schools for several months, Georgia or Auburn, Auburn or Georgia, which one is going to be. And all of a sudden it's Miami, and sure enough, that's where he committed on that Friday was to the University of Miami. And you know, you know it's all about money for him to choose – to go to a school that wasn't really in the picture. Like, that's Connor Lou, center from the state of Georgia, apparently going to Miami. Another example, Jordan Addison was a Belitnikoff Award winner from Pitt last year. The Belitnikoff Award goes to the best wide receiver in all of college football in that year. And he won it at Pitt. You know, Kenny Pickett, first-round pick of the Steelers, was a quarterback. And obviously, he's no longer there at Pitt. But USC is where Jordan Addison transferred. And Pitt got USC's quarterback, Keaton Slovis. So he he was still going to be in a good position with Keaton Slovis's transfer coming to Pitt uh, to replace Kenny Pickett because Slovis is a baller as long as he can stay healthy. But Jordan Addison decided to transfer. It, it, it came out in reports that it was Texas or USC, and it was about money. And you, you know at the end of the day when he chose USC, there was a lot more money apparently being thrown his way than Texas. For And, 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 and there was talks that he even, he even had – there was there was reports that he even had offers – to just enter the transfer portal first. Just put your name in the portal, you know, to 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 say you're leaving Pitt. 
And then there's more money if you come to our school. And like someone comes to money and and having a chance to be really good on a, as a football team, we know more than likely those stories are true. But uh, that's another example. Like going to school, obviously USC is more prominent, Texas is more prominent than Pitt, but uh, as, as a situation where it just seems to be more or or solely based around the fact that I can make a bunch or more money right now in college, uh, whether it's the right decision for me to move or not. And, and my final example with NIL, Isaiah Wong, another example from University of Miami, uh, really good basketball player for them this past year. You know, Miami had a good run in the March Madness in the NCAA tournament. And Isaiah Wong, uh, like I said, one of their top three players, you know, there were talks that he was he was going to transfer, and if if Miami couldn't match what this school had prepared to to give him, and it's like you're you're a student, you're a student athlete, like. But this is where the game is going. This is exactly where it's going, and I know there's well you can't you can't contact them while they're still on campus, and blah blah blah, and da da da. There's loopholes around all this stuff, and when there's a when there's a bunch of money involved. There's going to be a lot of rules broken as well. And people are always looking for ways to bend the rule as much as possible and, and, and not break it. But at the end of the day, that's what you're doing is breaking the rules. And so Isaiah Wong, basketball Miami, ultimately decided to stay at Miami. But the fact that he was trying to play this game, apparently, that... This current school needs to pony up the money if you want me to stay. If not, I'm leaving. This is another reason why college football, college sports uh, in general, it's in trouble. Like, it's always going to be entertaining because you have new kids every four or five years, so it's new teams and all that. And college football is is a killer. It's a seller. Like, it, it it's one of the most money making sports there is currently right like college football they make bukus of money these universities and these coaches and apparently these players now but uh those are my five reasons five reasons why college football stinks why it's not the same today transfer portal mega conferences playoffs they need to be expanded there's no parity and then the nil like I said, none of these will change the way people watch the game. Like people are still gonna watch college football. I like guess that's not gonna change. Even for me, I'm gonna watch the game, but uh, for the sport as a whole to be cleaned up and made as a better product, uh, those five reasons definitely need to be addressed soon and in a hurry. And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.